what's up, you guys? Welcome back to my podcast, a Kirsten Teed podcast, or the Stranger Sessions. I really am not sure anymore. If you're new here, I'm Angel. I like to talk about Jesus and lifestyle around Jesus in this podcast. And if you're not new here, welcome back. I was just talking about how I think it's weird that you guys actually listen to this podcast. I don't know why that's necessary to say. I don't know. This is take two because last time I said a bunch of things and my dogs were barking. So that doesn't really matter. I just hope Jesus is working through my podcast. If he is, praise him. I'm so happy. All the glory to be to him. And I'm still just saying all kinds of words. Anyways, I'm just going to start the topic, okay? Even if I try to take the intro again five times, it's probably going to turn out the same. (laughs) So. Today, I'm going to be talking about guarding our hearts. I thought I already did this podcast episode because I had already gone through the season of being taught to guard my heart, like, a a month or two back. Like, that was the main idea of my personal journey. Um, And so, for some reason, I thought I already recorded that episode, but I haven't. So, I was like, oh, I'll do it. Um, But I have been taught to guard my heart for a long time. And it was mostly about boys. It was like, guard your heart about boys, you know? And I feel like a lot of people are going to say the same thing about their experience with the term or phrase, guard your heart. Uh, That it would be about, like, a crush or who you like or something. And I do want to say that that is valuable advice. Probably not just on its own. (laughs) Like, guard your heart. That doesn't provide for the wisdom and uh guidance that you would need in that area anyways what I'm what I'm trying to say is that guarding your heart is very important we're gonna be talking about it but we're not just going I'm not gonna just be talking about um guarding your hearts regarding the person you like or whatever I'm actually not even going to get into that today I'm gonna be talking about guarding hearts in general um So, guarding your thoughts and what enters your mind. Basically, because our actions come from what enters our minds. Um, I don't remember what caused me to, like, actually begin the season of learning about guarding my heart. I want to say it was actually about a boy. But, you know how when you're walking... I hope you know what this is like because it's cool... When you're walking with Jesus and things are happening in your life and you're, like, listening to different, like, you'll go to church and you're reading a certain book that has wisdom in it and then you're reading the Bible and you're praying and you're doing these separate things, but because God is teaching you, he takes those things and he kind of, like, just connects them all so that he, you know, you're like, okay, I'm being taught something right now. I need to pay attention And when you, like, put those things together and you're like, God is teaching me this right now. It's very cool. And sometimes, to be honest, it's scary because I'll be like, oh, is this what he's teaching me? And what do I do about it? Because I'm anxious and I don't know. So, um, my seat, one of my seasons a little bit ago was guarding my heart. I do not remember what it was actually about like, why I was being taught, to, like, what was the main idea? I think it's just guard your heart. 
And I listened to this podcast called Becoming Something. I listen to it only sometimes now. I think I have recommended it to you guys in the past, um, the Becoming Something podcast. I really value J.P. Precluda's teachings. He's a pastor and he's the main um, host of that podcast. But he mostly talks about things for people in their 20s and 30s, which is clearly stated on the podcast. Um, and I own one of his books. He actually has a second one out, or I actually don't know how many he has. But anyways, um, I used to listen to his podcast a lot. Now, this is actually interesting because it ties in with the message in this this podcast episode today. And that is that I was listening to his podcast quite a bit because I had a question about a certain topic that I was curious about and I was kind of scared of. And I was, I was looking into it, but I was looking into it through his, their podcast. There's three of them on there, but JP Pakluda is the main speaker. And so I was kind of researching this topic, um, on their podcast just by listening to the podcast episodes that were about it. I was kind of struggling with the topic. I'm not going to say what it is because I just, it doesn't matter. I don't think really right now. Um, I don't really want to disclose that. Anyways, so I was struggling with it and I was, so I was trying to listen to podcast episodes about it because I was struggling with it and I was like thinking about it more and more because I kept listening to the podcast episodes about it and so it kept getting worse because I was like thinking about it all the time and I was like how do I what is happening here and eventually I talked to I think I talked to my mom about it I was like mom I don't know what's happening like this is just I don't know this is just happening to me and I don't know why and I'm trying to figure out why and she was like you don't need to figure anything out you just need to stop thinking about it. You just need to put it away. And I was like, oh, really? Like that, I don't need to try to figure it out. She's like, no, you don't, it's not like, for instance, in this case, like right now, that thing, it doesn't concern me at all. I don't need to think about it, but I was worried about it. So I started thinking about it. So it started actually affecting me in a bad way. But it actually doesn't need to concern me right now in my, where I am in life right now at all. And so she was like, yeah, you just need to stop thinking about it. Stop con consuming anything like that it talks about or has it in it and just basically put it, get it out of your head. And I did. And guess what? The problem went away. I mean, obviously problems in life will like go away for a little bit, come back later. It's, like, something you have to habitually, like, um, rein in or take care of. Like, it has to be a habit to, like, not get back into it, you know? And so for me in that area, I was not necessarily guarding my heart or my thoughts because I was continually feeding my head things about the subject that I was struggling with. Whereas... A lot of times when we're struggling with a certain thought or certain things in our heads and even things that start coming out in our lives, we can solve that problem by removing what is putting that into our heads. I, I hope you understand what I, 
what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I want to try and give an example just to like lock it in if it's making sense. But I wanted to do a scripture really quick. Um, this is a scripture that, okay, <laughs> back it up a little bit. So the Becoming Something podcast is for older people, but I was listening to it. It still is a really good podcast, but I learned that I need to listen to it in moderation. So sometimes when they come out with an episode that I'm like, hey, I actually have been learning about this and it's something that could actually benefit me and like it, it concerns me basically. And so I'm like, oh, I'll give it a listen. And I did that a couple of months, weeks, I don't even know, ago when they let out their guarding your heart episode. That episode was so good that I do recommend that you go listen to it. I don't know. Maybe if you're young, talk to your parents. Make sure it's okay before you listen to it because they do talk about some, like, violence, I guess, in there. But um, for the most part, that's an episode that I think any young adult or teenager can listen to and benefit from because it's super important, especially in our day and age. Um, now before I continue talking, I want to do the scripture. So the scripture is, keep your heart with all diligence for out of it springs the issues of life. Proverbs 4.23. Or guard your heart with all diligence for out of it springs the issues of life. Some versions say something else, but basically the meaning is the same. Like, guard your heart, keep it safe, protect it from bad things, because that's what's gonna cause problems in life. Um, now I'm going to continue saying that right now I'm starting to realize more and more what a distracting society we live in. We probably don't even realize how distracting everything is, but imagine like living back when like Laura Ingalls was living. I mean, I would say that life was pretty simple compared to ours. I don't know. If not in lifestyle, then just site-wise, I mean, we get magazines full of all kinds of pictures and words and letters and coupons and we go to the store and there are all kinds of ads and images and now there's TVs and lights and flashing ads and some, you know, some ads and signs are actually just TVs with all kinds of flashing things. But, like, our generation is growing up in such a distractive, uh, what's it called, um, environment I guess because there are just so many things that are programmed to grab our attention I don't know if I talked about this before I know I've talked to somebody about it I don't know if it was on the podcast but I think it might have been <laughs> um social medias apps and things like that there's and also uh marketing like advertisements and just mostly those two things I can think of right now. But those things are specially programmed by specialists, experts who know, like, psychologically what grabs attentions. And they're programmed to grab your attention and keep it. And these social media apps especially are becoming more and more, I guess, smart to know what you like to watch, what grabs your attention, what are you interested in right now, which causes you to be more stimulated, which causes you to be more attracted to that, 
and distracted. Now, in that distraction, there are things that are going to come up and pop up and that we're going to see and hear and going to go into our heads. And there are lots of things that are meant to be very pleasurable to us and very fun or funny or interesting that have little bits and pieces of trash, if, if you will, in them. One thing that we used, our mom used to say when we were smaller, she doesn't say as much anymore because I think we're grown up more, <laughs> but when we were little, it was funny because our, our family was kind of like strict. We were said, we were said to be strict. Um, and so sometimes our cousins would watch a movie and then we would come over and they're like, oh, can we watch this movie? And our parents would be like, uh, mostly it was my mom. She was more strict, <laughs> but she'd be like, um, and the kids would like to use this certain phrase. It's like, there's only one bad part in it, or there's only one bad thing in it. You know, there's only one, you know, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> um, and she would say, well, and this might be a little disturbing, but this, I'm used to it because she used to say it a lot. She's like, well, if I made cookies and I only mixed in a little bit of poop into the batter, would you eat it? And we we're all like, no, gross. Bleh. You know, that's, that's how kids react and stuff. And so it was a good, it was a good analogy to like explain about that kind of stuff. And it's annoying because as we grew up, we started, like, kind of figuring out for ourselves what we're going to watch and kind of watching things on our own or listening to things, consuming our own stuff, doing our own thing because we're, we're grown-ups now or something like that. And so it's not like everything we do is run by mom anymore. And somehow I feel like that mindset kind of fell out. Like, it just left. Like, for some reason, as you grow up, you're no longer keeping your purity as safe as it was when you were a kid but I don't the bi that's not biblical though like the bible doesn't say that keep yourselves pure when you're a kid but once you're mature enough it's fine if you just consume whatever media or like garbage you want right it doesn't make sense it's like as a kid you're told to eat your vegetables and you're you know like, that's a normal phrase for kids. Eat your vegetables, eat your food, like, this is good for you. But then as you grow up, would it be considered normal if because you are now mature enough to know what corn syrup does to your body, you can eat it as much as you want and you don't need to eat your vegetables as much because you're not a kid anymore. Like, you know, what kind of mindset is that? That's just, that's broken. So anyways... We are, for some reason, in our distraction, and we've just, I mean, I feel this way about the people that have been around me and how I've grown up. It feels like the more mature we get, the more mature our consumption is, you know, why am I using these kind of words? The more mature... The stuff we watch or listen to becomes you know I feel like nowadays it's normal for older people like or me it's it's more acceptable for some reason maybe not biblically but it is more acceptable 
that I would listen to music that little kids should not listen to. Or I should listen to audiobooks or podcasts that I would not turn out out loud, turn on, I mean, out loud with my little siblings around. Or I only have one little sibling, but that that doesn't matter. (laughs) Or watch movies that I couldn't watch with kids, you know? Why is that acceptable? That is not biblical. But we are called to guard our hearts. And David said, uh, let me get to it. In Psalm 34, 11 and 4. Here, hold on. I didn't screenshot these and I don't have my real Bible. So I'm going to have to use my phone right now. I should have grabbed it. I was going to and then I forgot it. But it's okay. I'll just use this. Uh, David says in Psalm 34, 11 through 14. Come, you children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Who is the man who desires life and loves many days that he may see good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their cry. Wait, I think that was a wrong reference. <laughs> Wait. Um. I wrote down the wrong reference. That still was a great scripture. It was great. But the one that says, I will set no wicked thing before my eye. I will set no wicked. Hold on, technical difficulties. Thing before my eye. Oh, there we go. Oh, that's a different... I did read the right one. I just... Um, he says, I will set nothing wicked before my eyes. I hate the work of those who fall away. It shall not cling to me. A perverse heart shall depart from me. I will not know wickedness. So, he says, I will set nothing wicked before my eyes. And this was actually something I was struggling with the other day. Not setting wicked... Okay, actually, maybe yes. Because I was on a flight... I was on a plane to go home, and I wanted to watch a movie with my mom that sometimes we watch, but usually we run it through the filtering system so that it cuts out the bad scenes and bad words and stuff. But on a flight, there is no filtering system. It just says parental advisory and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, well, okay, like, I'll watch it with my mom. But then she fell asleep, and I was just the one watching it, and I was, like, feeling kind of bad about it. Like, I was like... I mean, they're bringing up trash over here. They're kind of doing things like that I would not do in my life. Why am I uh, consuming this? And I was I was a little bit struggling with that. And I had talked to my family a little bit um, and some people about that the other day just because it's bothering me. I was like, why? It's so annoying that I just want to watch funny, clean videos on Pinterest or whatever, like memes or whatever. And like trash will come up and I'm like I didn't want to see or hear that and it was an accident and so then I feel bad that I went was even on Pinterest and they were like oh yeah like that'll happen in the world like we're walking in the world and we're gonna get dirty whether we want to or not you know and I'm like I understand what you're saying but to me if I know that I'm gonna go here and I'm gonna get dirty and I do it anyway I feel like that is sin to me. I feel like that is impurity, knowing that I'm going to go and get dirt 
on me and put things in my head that are going to cause problems. I think that is sin to me. <laughs> so I'm still in the process of like being convicted. Okay, I'm already convicted of it. Now I need to act on it, you know. I need to figure out, am I going to set new standards for myself? Sometimes it's hard to set new standards in a family because usually things are done as a group. And when there are different convictions, especially when adults are now in the house, convictions definitely vary. And then it's kind of weird. Like one person will be like, actually, I don't really, this doesn't affect me as much. And I don't really mind that. Like, I'm okay with that. Whereas like other people will be like, actually, that does bother me a lot. And I don't feel comfortable watching this or like doing this because I feel like it doesn't please Jesus and then it's like some people who feel okay with it now it's kind of like it's not fun for them because you ruined it but it's not good for you to do it you know so they have to respect it and growing up it's just weird it's a new thing for me in our house okay but guarding our hearts is so important I'm gonna be kind of real with you guys right now and say that after watching what I did watch, I have had certain thoughts that I haven't really struggled with in a while. And I th- I'm pretty sure it's because of the media that I consumed. Because that is a pattern that I have observed before. So I'm hoping to get better. You know, I'm not going to always be perfect. I'm not going to figure out a perfect pattern to live my life in. But when I spot something, I want to act upon it to try to get better, you know what I mean? So, also Philippians 4, 8 through 9 is, I've said this perverse probably so many times, um, but I have to get to it too. You're just gonna have patience with me right now. Just have patience. Philippians 4, 8 through 9 says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, Whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. So, all the good things, you know? And maybe we're not, like, meditating, like, mmm, on certain, like, videos we watch or music we listen to or audiobooks, but... We put them in our head, and I think that's already thinking about them. And we're going to end up meditating on them somehow. Like, for instance, one thing that I sometimes struggle with, like, maybe when I'm conscious, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to think about that. But then it's weird because I'll go to sleep and I'll dream about it. And I'm like, I'll wake up, I'm like, where did that come from? And I'm like, I know where it came from, but I have like no control over it in my dreams. I don't have control over that. You know, you can't like turn off a dream in the middle of it because you're unconscious. And so then it's like more responsibility, like take care of what you're allowing to enter your head during the day when you are conscious, because that will affect what you dream about, what you think about, what you can't get off your mind. Um, as a younger girl, and even to now, I've been reading a book here and there, called Before You Meet Prince Charming by Sarah Malley. And this book is about guarding your heart regarding boys, because I'm a girl, so I have one regarding boys. But she just does a section where she talks about guarding her heart 
or our hearts. And she said this little paragraph. Um, wait. Here's. The heart is more than just emotions. It is the internal driving force of everything we do. What the heart desires is the most powerful force in our lives. Therefore, we need to make sure to guard it from those influences from the those influences that would seek to divert, pollute, or steal our hearts. We need to kind of understand our heart as well. We need to like understand biblically what the heart is. Our hearts are what's the what's the verse that says this? Our hearts are exceedingly wicked, who can know it? You know? And then there there's another one that says uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart. You know, no, that's a different one. Basically, follow, I don't remember what it says, but it says, he will give you the desires of your heart, basically, if you follow him. Wait, let me see if I can find it. He will... Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. That's Psalm 37, 4. Um... Now, I think sometimes people misinterpret this or interpret it differently than me. I don't know. But it says, he shall give you the desires of your heart. Does that mean, here's a question. Instead of, erase what I said about misinterpretation or interpreting it different than me. I have a question for you. Does the desires of your heart mean that he will give you what you desire? Or will he literally give you the desires, which is he's going to cause you to desire something good? Rather than giving you what you already desire, he's going to give you the desires. Which means he's going to help you to desire or want what is good. Anyways, so if you look in the Bible, a lot of the times, and I I would even say 100% of the time, um, our hearts want things that are not necessarily good for us. I'm not saying our hearts 100% of the time want what's not good. What I meant, what I'm trying to imply is that if you read the Bible, good decisions were not usually based on my heart desires. Whereas in our world, like growing up, I was in the era where it was like justice, you know, like the justice stores in the mall. That was a thing. And like justice would have like t-shirts follow your heart, you know, follow your heart was everywhere. For some reason in my childhood, I remember seeing that a lot. Follow your heart, stickers, posters, t-shirts, keychains, everything. I think it's changed now to love yourself, but follow your heart was like a big thing. And now I thinking about it, I'm like, that would be just like the world to say follow your heart when the bible says beware of your heart it is exceedingly wicked and who can know it like who even knows how wicked that is and knowing my own heart and what it's been recently desiring and i gotta confess to you guys it's recently been desiring something and i started to think about it more and more and more and more and i started i sometimes journal and i do a lot of um by a bullet journaling so it's not necessarily journaling while you wear, oh my goodness, I can't speak, where you um, write words. <laughs> Instead, it's like trackers. So you'll track when you're like feeling good, when you were feeling kind of down, um, 
what kind of things you needed to do that day, what you got done. You just track like your daily life and it's just like to-do lists, shopping lists, budgeting. It's like practical journaling. And so last month I decided I was like, I have not been feeling good. So I'm going to write down um, a bunch of symptoms and just mark it so I can see if there's a pattern to it. Does it, is it just something that's happening like just throughout my month? Like what's happening? So I started to track like things that were happening. And one of the things was tracking the thoughts about what my heart is desiring, which is none of your business, by the way. Um, so I was tracking that because as weird as it it sounds, um, girls have lots of hormone changes (laughs) throughout the month and sometimes that can affect their thinking or like personally it causes me to think more about boys sometimes. It's awkward. Just, it's just something. So if you're a girl and you didn't know that, it's interesting and you can look into it. (laughs) Anyways. So I was like tracking what, when that was and throughout the month I realized that I was just basically thinking about it every day, not just a couple days out of the month or anything. I was like, okay, I'm literally thinking about this every single day, basically. And so looking back on my actual journaling with words, my daily journaling, like when I write stuff about my day, I started to realize how much it grew it started growing more and it started growing more and I've I've come to a point like today I was like oh my okay this is escalating and this is escalating bigger than I thought because I can't get my mind off this and I need to because it is becoming a distraction in my life and it's becoming something that is becoming big in my life like really important and it's something that probably is not going to affect me well. So I'm like, okay, I need to start figuring out what to do about this. So I prayed about it and I got to writing the outline for this episode and I started reading this book by Sarah Malley about boys and I was like, oh, there were some things I've missed a little bit in this book that I should have listened to a little more. So I listened to the podcast episode. I I read the book and I'm feeling inspired though it's hard so just you guys are not on your own if there's something that you know that you need to rein in or like guard your heart from know you're not alone and listen to the episode guard your heart by becoming something and if you're a girl and you're interested in reading a book about how to be how to be pure and bright according to the back of the book (laughs) Uh, get the book. I would definitely recommend it. I think I've talked about it actually before. So, yeah. Um, a little tip, I would say, that I've been trying to do more often, I guess unconsciously, but now I'm trying to do it consciously, is pay attention to your thoughts and behaviors and pay attention to when they change and then try to locate where it's coming from. Just as I had just said. I started, you know what, another thing is, like, I started to say what the heck more often, and I'm actually kind of thinking, like, what the heck, where did this come from, (laughs) okay, like, if you don't say that, sorry, but I try not to say those kind of things, because I'm pretty sure they are just derived from the actual cuss words, 
or they're just substitutes for them. So are they really any better? And so I try not to say empty words. I, I try, I guess, sometimes. And then forget. And then, I, you know, take it a day at a time. So I've been trying not to say it as much. But then I started to say it more often. And I was like, where is this coming from? And I still don't know. I'm not sure. So I need to check that. But what is what I'm saying is try to, like, pay attention to when your mood, like, your mood changes. Or, like, when your thoughts switch. When you can't get your mind off something. When something grows or, or, like, habits change, behaviors, you're like, where is this coming from? And then try to locate where it's coming from. Um, what I, what have you been feeding your mind? Uh, an old saying that J.P. Pokuda brought up in his episode is garbage in, garbage out. You probably have heard this. If you put garbage into you, it's gonna come out of you. And that is biblical. Probably not in that wording, but still biblical. Um, so really consider what you're putting into you you might not feel like something is affecting you but it's taking you someplace is what jp pakuda said he said that people who think that something doesn't affect them that's a naive mindset but it is taking you someplace and you need to be careful where it's taking you um i mean going back to that food analogy analogy earlier about eating your vegetables and stuff like, you might be eating lots of Twinkies and Oreos and chips and all kinds of, like, junk food. Excuse me. And then being like, oh, I know there's corn syrup and MSGs and all kinds of chemicals in that food. I know it is, but it doesn't affect my body. <laughs> no, I can't even feel it when it goes in. It feels like regular food. But... In the long run, that's going to cause cancer and heart disease and diabetes and all kinds of diseases that you will suffer with. There are consequences. So do not think that just because you don't feel it now or just because it doesn't like affect you now or you don't, you're not paying attention to it, that doesn't mean you're not going to end up with consequences in the future. So be careful of that mindset, please. Um... Another thing, I think I talked about this, I don't know who I was talking to, but I feel like I already said this, but Solomon, the wisest man in the whole universe, no, well, is God in the universe? No. Solomon, the wisest man in, on the earth, besides Jesus, um, kept no pleasure for himself. He said that he kept no good thing or good pleasure, if you read Ecclesiastes, you'll see it. I don't remember the word. But he didn't keep any pleasure from himself. I mean, he had a thousand of wives. He had all kinds of wealth. He worshipped other gods. I'm sure he was involved in all kinds of interesting activities. Basically, he'd kept no pleasure from himself. And he was severely depressed. Read Ecclesiastes. He was severely depressed. That's got to say something. I mean, when we want something, we want it so bad, but God doesn't give it to us. And we feel like if we had that one thing, we would just be so happy. When we actually need to realize that having all these things could actually cause us to be severely depressed. I mean, even if you look at people out in our world right now who have everything that they could want besides Jesus. 
and even some people who do have Jesus, they can be depressed or they are depressed. I'm not saying Jesus makes you depressed. That's not what I meant to say. What I meant to say is people who have everything they want can, will be depressed still because they're not satisfied. It can't be, it can't satisfy your soul unless you have, no, Jesus can only satisfy your soul and God and Jesus. And I don't know how I'm still trying to, yeah. Um, well, somebody got home. Anyways, I think you understand what I'm saying. There are celebrities and rich people out there who have had everything, anything they wanted, they could order it, bed and breakfast, who cares, and they still committed suicide, or they still were severely depressed, or they still had a midlife crisis, or whatever, because it doesn't satisfy. And so, we need to guard our hearts because it is for our own good. Also, guarding our hearts guards our lives, causes us to live better lives, which is to the glory of God, that worships God, that pleases him. That is very important in itself. But also, on top of that, it's for our own good. It's for our own joy and it's for our own goodness, okay? I don't need to say all kinds of things to stress this. I already have. <laughs> I hope you understand. Another quote from J.P. Pakuda is, change your playmates and your playground. Here's another thing that happened to me. Yes, I use myself as an example a lot of times because this is me trying to help you through what I've been through and what I've learned. And through Jesus speaking to me. <laughs> of course, that's number one. Um, last summer, I think you guys probably know this. I had an, a severe panic attack. It was actually a year ago, which broke my nervous system physically. At least this is as best as we can know what happened. But it broke my nervous system, and the nervous system is something that takes a long time to heal. So for the last year, I've had very broken nerves, which causes me to have a lot of anxiety because my nerves are healing. When something heals, it can hurt. For instance, if you break your leg, even if you're not running on it, sometimes it will just plain hurt. You're just laying on the couch, whatever, doing something, and it's hurting because it's broken. And as it heals, it can be painful. I mean, sometimes at night after a, a day of working out or of doing sports, your body will hurt because that's its healing process. It'll hurt, like cramp and hurt and ache at night. Anyways, so that was what was happening to my nervous system and is still kind of happening, is that it will hurt when it, it um, is healing. And it doesn't hurt physically, it hurts as an, basically an anxiety flare. And so, I don't know why I just explained all that, but yeah. anyways, if you want to pray for me, go ahead. Um, in order to pass the time and cause myself not to have more panic attacks, I had to distract myself. That meant that I turned to a lot of media. I was watching a lot of YouTube. You guys probably heard me talk about YouTube a lot of times. If not on this podcast, on my story time podcast that I started up, I talk about YouTube a lot because that was something that I was consuming a lot. I'm not going to say that I still don't like to watch YouTube. I do, but I've caused, I've worked, thankfully God has helped me rein it in and like 
not, I'm not on it all the time anymore. <laughs> Praise the Lord, I'm good enough that I don't have to anymore. But uh, I was watching a lot of TV just to cope and to distract myself from having more panic attacks because my nervous system was just on edge. Long story, still long. <laughs> I kind of started watching a lot of a certain group of people. Um, and they were funny. They were funny and they were lovable. And they helped keep my mind off of what was happening to me. And I became a fan. But then, as I got better, I was like, this is not affecting me well. I had this conviction, and I was like, is this anxiety? It it was, I think it was conviction. But basically, I had to make the choice to let that go, stop with that fan base, just leave it. <laughs> <laughs>